This is the Living Homegrown Podcast, episode number 60. Welcome to the Living Homegrown Podcast, where it's all about how to live farm fresh without the farm. To help guide the way to a more flavorful and sustainable lifestyle is your host, national PBS TV producer and canning expert, Teresa Lowe. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Living Homegrown Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Lowe. This podcast is where we talk about living farm fresh without the farm. Now, what the heck does that mean? Well, it means enjoying fresh seasonal flavors through DIY projects like canning, fermenting, and other artisan food crafts. And it also means growing some of that food yourself, no matter how small your space. We talk about everything from low sugar jam to backyard chicken keeping. In other words, this podcast and my website are helping you work towards a more flavorful and more sustainable lifestyle one step at a time. If you want to learn more about any of these topics or my online canning courses, just visit my website, livinghomegrown.com. Last week's episode was a little bit longer. It was a kind of a long, I think it was the longest episode I've ever had, and it was on backyard beekeeping. And I've actually been doing a lot of episodes lately on small space food growing. Well, this week I'm swinging the podcast back into the kitchen, and we're talking about canning. It is definitely canning season, and the canning questions are rolling in, and I need to start addressing canning on the podcast. So this is sort of a shorter episode, I'm answering a listener question, actually several. Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions about the differences between two products that are called out in canning recipes, and there's a lot of confusion. So today, I'm going to be diving into the difference between these two commercial products and how it relates to canning up fruit pie filling. Now, one of these products is used for pie filling and called out all the time just for that, but otherwise it's not very common in canning. And the other product is used for canning all the time. So what I'm talking about here is the difference between clear gel and sure gel. Now, clear gel and sure gel are trademark names of two products that are used in canning in very, very different ways. Now, because the names are so similar, there is often a lot of confusion between them. So I want to clear up the confusion so that you never mix these two up again. And I'm going to cover what these two products are, how they're used or not used, and where the heck you would get them. And I'll also dive a little deeper into clear gel and how you use it for canning up fruit pie filling, which can be a really fun project. And I'll also at the end talk about if you even need to add clear gel at all. Even though it's called out in the recipe, can you get away with not using it at all? So I will answer that at the end of this podcast. Okay, first I'm going to start with sure gel. Now, sure gel is spelled with the gel spelled as J-E-L-L. And sure gel is just a commercial pectin that is used in jam and jelly making. Now, pectin is a natural substance that you can find in a lot of fruit, especially apples and citrus. And the way it works is that when pectin is combined with a certain ratio of acid and sugar, it creates this chemical reaction and it helps firm up or set or gel the jam or the jelly that you're making. 
a lot of people use pectin in their jam recipes. And so it's a it's the reason is because it pretty much guarantees your gel or set. And if you know anything about me or if you follow me, you know that I personally rarely use pectin. I teach people in my classes how to get the set without commercial pectin. However, I really don't think there's anything wrong with using pectin. It's just that when you make a standard jam or jelly with a standard commercial pectin, you end up having to add a lot of sugar. Now, I prefer a different brand when I do use pectin. I use Pomona's pectin. I don't use SureGel. That I've used it in the past, but I just prefer Pomona's mostly because it's more natural and it has no preservatives. Uh, the other pectins that are on the market do have preservatives, but that would be a whole nother topic. I'll have more information in the show notes of this episode, both on low sugar jams, if you're interested in that, and in Pomona's pectin. So if you want to learn more, you can go to livinghomegrown.com slash six zero. So you just want to go to slash 60 to get the show notes. Okay, so just so you know, SureGel is just one particular brand of pectin, and it's used in jam and jelly making. It comes in a box, it has recipes that you can follow, and it does have both a regular and a low sugar variety of pectin to use. And it's been around since the 1930s, so it is one of the most common pectins on the market. And you can find it pretty much anywhere. You can find it at grocery stores. But SureGel is not meant to be used to make pie filling. Instead, what is called out in pie filling recipes is something called clear gel. So let me go into what clear gel is and how you would use it for pie filling. Now, clear gel is spelled J-E-L, only with one L, and it is another brand. It is a commercial modified food starch that's used as a thickening agent in canning recipes. It's most commonly used in canning apple pie filling or a lot of other pie fillings, and it can be used in canning soup, things like that. It's actually a modified corn starch, So it's not like regular cornstarch. It is modified so that it is resistant to breaking down under high temperatures and under various pH levels. It has no flavor and it just comes as a white powder. So why would you want this in your pie filling? Well, the reason that recipes will call out clear gel is that it allows you to thicken the pie juices when you make your pie. So if you've ever made a homemade pie, you know that usually you add some sort of a thickener with the fruit. Like if you're making an apple pie, you have your spices, your sliced apple, and then you add some kind of a thickener like arrowroot or flour. And that is added so that as that fruit cooks in the pie and the juices are released, the thickener will cause those juices to thicken up and you'll get the pie-like consistency. Otherwise, when you slice the pie, all the juices run out. So if you decide you want to can up some pie filling, the recipe usually calls for clear gel as the thickener in that particular recipe. Now, the advantage of clear gel is that it's able to thicken the food evenly without any lumps, and when it's subjected to the sustained temperatures of the canning process, whether it's water bath canning or pressure canning, whenever the clear gel is subjected to a canning process, it does not lump up. 
when it's used in pie filling and you later open up that jar and you pour that pie filling into a pie crust to bake it, it will bake into this beautiful pie with just the right amount of thickening and you never even know that it's there. So you can see why clear gel is in the pie and why people want it. It actually has nothing to do with the safety of the canned product. So just a note about clear gel, if you ever go to buy it, there is regular clear gel and there is instant clear gel. For canning, you generally want to stick with regular clear gel because instant, and it's always marked if it is instant, it will clearly say instant, the instant clear gel sometimes doesn't work as well for long canning processes. It tends to break down when it's heated over long periods of time. But the reason that they've made the instant clear gel is so that it can thicken foods without heat. It's just uh, can make a room temperature sauce thickened up really fast. That's the purpose of, of the instant clear gel. But if you are going to be making this for pie filling, Usually what you're looking for is regular clear gel, not the instant. Also, I should let you know that regular clear gel is not marked as a non-GMO corn product. There is another brand of thickener called Ultra Gel, and it is marked as a non-GMO. However, it's an instant. And even though it says on the package that it can be used for canning, I have not personally tested it, so I can't recommend that as an alternative, but you could certainly give it a shot. And if you do, report back to me and let me know if it worked for you. Okay, so I know you may be thinking this in your head, so let's just address it here. You might be thinking, what would happen if I mix up a pie filling and I just add a regular thickener? What would happen when I process that jar in the water bath canner? Well, although using something like cornstarch or tapioca or even flour in your canned pie filling would be perfectly safe to do, you won't be very happy with the results. What happens with those thickeners is they tend to gum up or get really lumpy during the heating process when you are processing those jars in the water bath. Other times they gum up while they're sitting on the shelf. So either way, later when you go to open up that jar to make your pie, you have this lumpy, gummy mess inside the jar. But from a safety standpoint, it, the pie filling is perfectly safe to eat. It's just texturally, it's kind of messed up. But fear not, because this is what you can do. You can make up a regular pie filling and can it up. Just follow the directions as you normally would and just leave out the clear gel altogether. And when you do that, it allows you to make up the jar and then later when you do pull that jar up off the shelf and you go to make the pie, that is when you can add a traditional thickener like tapioca or cornstarch or flour. You just add it to the mixture before you bake the pie. Really simple to do. So what I do and what I tell my students to do is just make up the pie filling as you normally would, but mark the jars that there is no thickener in that recipe so that you don't forget. And then that way you can be sure to just add a thickener right when you bake the pie. What I do is I pour the filling into a bowl. I mix in some thickener, a few tablespoons of flour or cornstarch, and then I put it into the pie crust and bake it. 
pretty simple solution and you don't have to try and track down clear gel and you don't have to use clear gel if you are not interested in it because it is not marked as a non-GMO product. Now another question that I usually get at this point from my students is, okay, how much of a thickener should I add when I do pull that jar off of the shelf? So in a typical pie recipe, you would just add what you would add normally if you were making that recipe fresh. And that can vary a little bit depending upon is it a cherry pie recipe or is it an apple pie recipe or a peach pie recipe. So it can vary a little, but on average, it usually means stirring in one to two tablespoons of flour at baking time. And that would be for a nine inch pie. Now you can always just not add any thickener at all and you just end up with a little bit of a juicy runny pie but it's not the end of the world. It still tastes wonderful. You don't have to thicken it if you don't want to. So that brings us to where in the heck do you get this clear gel because it's not something that's typically found in the stores and that is correct. You will not typically find clear gel in the grocery store. You usually only find it online or at a really well stocked canning supply store but for the most part it is not something that's always sitting on the shelf because people do not typically use it because it's mostly used for making apple pie filling or other pie filling. But it is very easy to get online and I will have links in the show notes of this episode so you can get it online. Okay, so just to recap to make sure that I didn't confuse you even further, Sure Gel is a pectin that is used for making jams and jellies. You can buy it in a box just about anywhere, but it is not used for pie filling. Clear Gel is a modified food starch that you can buy online or at a well-stocked canning supply company, and it is used as a thickener mostly for canned pie fillings. And it is a modified corn starch. And if you use the brand Clear Gel, that is the brand name, it does not say that it is non-GMO. If you don't want to use it because of the possibility of it being a GMO corn starch, then I would recommend not using clear gel at all and just canning up your pie filling without a thickener. And you could also do this if you can't find it. And then just using a standard normal thickener off of your pantry shelf that you would use in a regular pie filling like flour or tapioca or arrowroot, something like that. Okay, so that sums it up in a nutshell as to what the differences are between clear gel and sure gel. And I hope that helped and didn't confuse you more. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can always check the show notes for this episode and you can leave a comment there and I'd be happy to answer it for you. The show notes for this episode are at livinghomegrown.com slash 60, and there you will find links and information for where to buy these products, and I'll also include information on how to make low-sugar jams and jellies and Pomona pectin, which I mentioned earlier if you're interested in that. And I will have a link to a recipe for making apple pie filling if you want to give it a go. Okay, so I hope that helps you. So that should get you well on your way if you want to give this a shot. That's it for this week. 
Thanks so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate that you took time out of your busy day to join me here. So until next time, just try to live a little more local, seasonal, and homegrown. Take care. That's all for this episode of the Living Homegrown Podcast. Visit livinghomegrown.com to download Teresa's free canning resource guide and find more tips on how to live farm fresh without the farm. Be sure to join Teresa Lowe next time on the Living Homegrown Podcast.